Welcome to Movie Talk. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And we go to the movies. We talk about the movies. We tell you what we think. We don't tell you how it ends. No. No. no I'm not I'm not a spoiler guy. Like I I've 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 met those people mm. and I I think exactly what everybody else thinks of them. Mm-hmm. And like things I can't say um in uh We'll call it decent society. Like, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to be those people. No, we're not. So anything that we do say in, and we watch so many movies, I feel confident with our judgment that we're not going to tell you too much or anything that isn't already obviously known. So it's, think about it like, okay. a, like a menu. Like, yes. I'll give you enough, like, you, you can decide whether or not, like, you liked it and what the actual ending is, but I'll make it sound appetizing enough if mm-hmm. I need to, like, and just or, be like, Or tell you to avoid it yeah, completely. Like, I don't want those mushrooms on my burger. Quit okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, man. Let me get the figures out first. The The first movie we're talking about here. It's a little independent film <laughs> some of you may have heard of. Um, it's a very, very small, um, little tiny thing from one of Disney's uh, smaller yeah. parts of uh, Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. um, to topple uh, something like Star Wars. Um, exactly. I was trying to get the exact figures. Well, I want to say opening weekend, North America alone was $280 million? $258.7 oh, million, the, la- the last I looked. They were projecting that it had done uh, 250 I believe. Okay. And as it turned out, um, their estimates were even lower than... Like after they had adjusted them up, mm-hmm. and uh, it blew past uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens by about roughly ten million dollars, like on, on its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Which again, that movie made a boatload. Yeah, it uh, sure on... did. Uh, first of all, um, answer this question. Yes. Would you tell someone to go see it? Yes or no? Did, yes. Did you enjoy it? Mo- most definitely. Okay. I I feel the same way. I also enjoyed it. That's the short answer. We enjoyed it. Now we get into the deeper stuff. Now, the only caveat that I had with this film, and like I said, it, 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 it it's a small one. <laughs> Most of the rest of your Marvel films, you can take at a single viewing. Like, you don't necessarily have to have seen the previous 13, the other 12. Like, maybe if it's a trilogy that's wrapped up in part of that. If you haven't seen the first or second one, you're not necessarily going to be lost. If you go into this film... Without having watched, let's say, Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man, Thor, Ragnarok, the original Avengers, I don't know that you have to have seen all of them, but you will not get the full experience if you have not been immersed in a good deal of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Correct. And I know some people watched all 18 films leading up to this prior to it. If I had less responsibility and uh, (laughs) less bills... Yeah. Um, I would have been one of those people. Yes. So there are 18, but yeah, if you've seen just a couple of them, you're going to have an idea. Now, it's not that, you know, a lot of stuff blows up. Things are funny. You don't have to know who everybody is, but it really lends the itself. Genuine, the, the experience, if you want to fully utilize like everything in it. Um, if you've been a fan of the Guardians, Iron Man, mm-hmm. the Avengers, like Spider-Man, like any any of these characters... You are that that is what is going to give you like the the fulfillment of everything in this. What is it? Two, I think two twenty nine, I believe. Yeah. I mean, we we saw a five o'clock movie. We walked out at eight. So there were previews and just movie and 
I didn't. It was like my Lord of the Rings experience. I didn't feel like I was sitting there that long. No. And yeah. I mean, that's saying something yeah, for sure a film is. at that length. Like to say, oh, yeah, it was a brisk two and a half hours. Like I know things that last two and a half hours that are not brisk. No, like, this was brisk. Infinity War like moves at a very, very uh, brisk pace. And it's it's funny in addition to feeling like your characters have a genuine sense of danger. Mm-hmm. Like. One of my complaints of some of the Brosnan Bond films, like I was never concerned that guy was ever going to get hurt. Like right. I didn't even think like his hair was going to get like tussled. It's not like in this movie there are there are genuine stakes. Like mm-hmm. people are still quipping, but it's not it's not just a Laurel and Hardy like act. When when something happens in this movie, like if you were emotionally invested in these characters, and like I was even in. Emotionally invested in the main villain, which mm-hmm. which is Thanos, by the way. If you if you let's just take Guardians of the Galaxy, that's where it was really talked about the most. You've got the stones and Thanos, and who is this guy? And don't mix him up with the guy from Star Wars. Because I'm sure it's, a lot of people are like, "Why does Bruce Willis look like he's had an allergic reaction?" To exactly. Something? They're like, "No, no, 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 no." He's it's from space. Completely different. And actually, it's not played by Andy Serkis, who usually plays these parts. Who I believe for a while had um, a government uh, controlled. Um, just a everything that was had done had to go to him. Yeah. Yes, that like it had to go to him first. As uh, the the actor who played Thanos, most people just call him Barbara Streisand's stepson, but you may know him as, as Josh Brolin, who is also in another Marvel movie yes. this summer. Like apparently, th- this guy like Marvel just I think really. He really and enjoys. Andy Serkis just just boxed it out. Anyway, so if you've seen any of those, you've heard of Thanos, you didn't see a lot of him, and you've heard of the Infinity Stones, and you saw one in Guardians of the Galaxy, well, this, the story of this brings it all together. You learn Thanos's backstory, you learn Gamora's backstory. Or more of it, at least. More, Like, yeah. they, they've teased a lot of these aspects through the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, even at the end of the first Avengers, you see Thanos kind of turn his head and realize, this is the guy that's pulling the... The strings, but if you're not familiar with the comic book universe, you're not necessarily sure who that guy was or, right, or why what, he, was what he wants or any of this stuff. This really kind of brings it to its culmination. Mm-hmm. And for me, who was sitting in the second row, my youngest and I, you know how we love to laugh. We laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And then she would go, we're the only ones who think that's funny. And it's like, well, it's hilarious. I don't know what their problem is. Maybe it's because we're in the front. We can't hear them. There were some seriously funny, funny moments and uh, so much funny pop culture, especially when you have the the lo- the lovely um, Quill meets Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Two characters that lo- and they're separated in their decades as far as like their their genuine knowledge. So, I mean, you've got two characters that basically just speak in pop culture references yes. going like on a little tete-a-tete. Like it's I will tell you, though, like Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch need to do some movie where they have to travel across mm-hmm. like the country. I don't care what happens in it and I don't care if it takes place in the Marvel Universe. These guys were just had some magnificent they really did. chemistry. They were together. killing me. And as as usual, Thor, hilarious. Thor and as we will now call them Rabbit and Tree as a trio, because Thor called Rocket and Groot Rabbit and Tree. As a trio, this is magnificent. Just uh 
gloriously funny. Like you really get to see, like Thor finally gets to really kind of lay it without giving you anything more than that. You finally get to see Thor literally and figuratively throw down, which is very satisfying as a fan of, of comic books. And to see my favorite small actor playing a dwarf that is what, 50 feet tall? I getting getting Tyrion Lannister to be the giant was was a brilliant brill like I, I that that was another thing that I think I was the only one laughing. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, it was just awesome. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Anytime you want to put Peter Dinklage anywhere, like I'm not gonna complain. No, like, never. If you want if you want to put him on my pastrami and rye, like I'm you're not gonna get any complaint about that. Mm-hmm. You might be confused for a moment, but then after you, you listen to him for a minute, you're like, Oh, I'm past it. Yeah. I'm past it. Hit hit me with it. Hit me with it. He's uh I love him. I and I can't help but see that scene in 30 Rock when Tina Fey's character pat him on the head because she thought he was a small child from behind. But <laughs> I love him so much. Anyway, the the movie has some great cameos and some scenes that are far too short. And uh, when I- the important part, I think, was uh, to put it out there, I, I'm sure I'm the only one in the universe who said this first. Anna Grace, my oldest, was heartbroken at the end of the movie. And she's like, honestly, she's like, oh. And I said, first of all, it's science fiction. Nobody dies in science fiction. They just don't. Or if they do. It's like a soap opera. If they do, it's only for a limited span of time. Exactly. Exactly. There's a catch. I said, honey, Marvel makes so much money off of this. Black Panther just... Everything is going to keep going, okay? Yeah. So don't worry about anything. You can usually look at the film that occurred before it. <laughs> did it did it make a billion yeah. dollars? Oh, then he's not dead. Like at the end of the movie Ray, which was a, a biopic. Like when when a character dies and it's based on real life, maybe that character stays dead. Mm-hmm. If you are a movie based on a DC character or a Marvel character, you're only dead as long as you are not profitable. Exactly. So there, that being said, her pain was so acute, I recognized it. It was the same pain that I felt when I saw Empire Strikes Back in the theater before the internet. And and Han, he's in carbonite. And, and Luke's hand is cut off. And Vader has literally just taken him to the what for like, yes, did not did not win his fight. Han Solo is trapped like and then credits. Yes. And then it's like, how many years till the next three? Like if you if you experience this in VHS or like or even DVD or the special editions, you had to wait as long as it took for you to get that next copy. Or maybe if it was the maybe if you saw the special editions, you had to wait two weeks for it. Yeah, whatever. It's this is a huge difference when you're talking about like the span of a mm-hmm. a year, two years. If I am I remember, 1983 is Return of the Jedi. Yes? I think so. I believe so. And I think so. Empire, I think, was 80 or 81. So, so you had to wait a good two years to find out what happened there. Exactly. And that was excruciating. And she's feeling that pain. I said, you've just been empired. Now, Marvel is generous in that we only have to wait a year Thanks, Marvel. I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, like they cut us, they cut us some slack. Now I'm not going to name names, but did any of those actors, except for 
maybe a handful of them because it's all it's all the Marvel characters. It's almost all the Marvel characters. Some of them you only see briefly. Did they all make a million dollars each? Because these are all A-listers. And it's like, how do I get that deal? I worked for a day. Reputedly, the budget of the combined, whatever Infinity War Part 2 ends up being called, Disney, to save money, um, shot a lot of, I guess, the stuff together. Not necessarily back-to-back the way like Back to the Future 2 and 3 of the Matrix movies uh, were done. Um, So it was only a billion dollars. Just a billion so you only had to spend. So maybe maybe they only spent four hundred million on this one, and uh-huh. the next one. I don't know ex- the exact figures, but they did it so that they wouldn't spend as much money. I guarantee you, everybody that had a speaking role in that, Jane, is, is driving some sort of convertible or has direct access to a convertible mm-hmm. now, right? Yes. Right now, yes. Oh, oh, easily. There. Anyway, Infinity War was delightful. I'm glad that. Finally, Black Widow became a platinum blonde. I, th- I think she decided Jane's been rocking it a while. I'm so going to go that way, too. You don't think that might have had some kind of personal connection for you there? Hmm. Ma- maybe. Maybe. maybe oh. Possibly. oh, okay. Complaints. I think my only complaint about this, well, there were two. One, and we I'd have to hear it again, but there is a reference to a movie and something that happened in a movie, and it, Sometimes people mix up the movies Alien and Aliens. And as my husband pointed out, they referenced one, but they did the thing from From the the other. other. And that really bugged him. Well, keep in mind the source that it is coming from in the film as well. Like as a callback to what he had done in Civil War Mm -hmm. when he said, has anybody seen this really old movie called Empire Strikes Back? Mm -hmm. Tom Holland's character did not experience these for the first time. I think um, it's probably part of the humor in that he thinks it's from that movie, but instead it's from another film. Again, I right. don't I don't want to blow the joke. I don't. Yeah, it I don't. is a great joke, but the fact that we noticed it and we're talking about the one with or without the S blows my mind. My other issue is when it came to the fight scenes, and I like a good fight scene, Maybe it was because I was in the second row, but it's like, I don't know what's going on. You know, I want to see the fight scene. I want to appreciate what they've done. I, I love your stunt double. I, and I know half is CGI, but I appreciate a well-choreographed fight scene. And it's like, I don't know what's happening. Keep in mind that the director's background comes from sitcoms like Arrested Development in particular. Oh. Um, they, they also did some of The Office. Like, And I'm, I'm not downing these guys. This film is exceptional. But... It's a lot easier uh, to do, like, multiple cuts of something than actually choreograph a fight scene. Yeah, um, okay. Like, okay, uh, Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible movies. Um, whenever he does one of those, like, scissor uppercut kicks, mm-hmm. I don't think Tom Cruise can actually do those. The only way to get it to look like he does is do, like, three or four shots combined. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a lot of what you're doing. Because Robert Downey Jr., however exceptionally talented he is... I don't think he actually has nanites that can form a suit around him. And oh, fly. I believe it. Now, give him a minute. Yeah. With the money he made from this movie, oh, yeah. he he may have. But during the filming of this film, I, I, I think we're talking about some more jump cuts and CGI. Mm-hmm. Now, that brings me to Captain America. Does he already have another one in the bag? Because there's talk that the actor 
no longer wants to play Captain America because he thinks he's aging out of the role. It's just talk. I don't know. Now, Marvel has been very tight-lipped on the movies that they are doing, like for the, I think we're in phase four at mm-hmm. this point. There are phases? Um, okay. I I think they are purposefully like making sure that they're not just laying it all out for you there okay. because some of the movies in there are still like untitled such mm-hmm. and such, but this is the date that it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it ruins some of that suspense for uh, for anybody. If I know that Captain America 4 is coming out, mm-hmm. I know that Captain America has to make it out of here. Right. Or there, multiple people have inhabited like that mantle before. Correct. So maybe Falcon takes over for him. Maybe Chris Evans has a change of heart. I mean, I don't think Marvel wants these actors out of their roles any quickly, more quickly than the actor wants out of the role. Like Mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. is, I believe, the only other one that's had a solo film gross over a billion dollars. They don't want him to stop playing Iron Man. And I don't want him to stop. Like ever. Iron Man 3 made over a billion dollars. The rest have had to be like team up films of sorts. All you got to do is pay Robert Downey Jr. to get real quippy and then like CGI a a flying machine around. A vacuum. I would watch that. Yeah. I would totally watch that. So, okay, that was really my only issue. The fight scenes were a little eh. But other than that, it was it was like a delight. It's like, oh, now they're there. And oh, they're bringing this together. And considering how long they have let this thing do the slow burn, mm-hmm. like if, and I, I don't think I'm... I'm being hyperbolic here. If they if this film had not lived up to expectations, like you could start seeing a serious decline like in the the Marvel revenues because mm-hmm. they've been building to this thing since literally like the the first film when they when they hinted at Nick Fury at the end of the first Iron Man. Oh. If this thing had not met expectations, which I have not spoken to one person that was like, "Well, yeah. Oh. Like, I, I haven't gotten any of that. Like, everybody has just come out of the theater, like, emotionally engaged, excited. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, again, as you pointed out, one of the girls were kind of, like, gobsmacked mm. with, but, with some of that. Okay, now here's the power of it. I mean, my child is old enough to know about movies making money and Marvel. I mean, they're the first ones to go, oh, nice product placement, Disney, you know. So they're aware of the machination, but... To watch this movie knowing that it's a movie and then still be affected enough to be upset by it tells you how good it is. Oh, yeah. Like, this thing is product. Like, they are building, as we speak, uh, what is it, Marvel Land? I don't think they... It's not Marvel Land. They are literally putting a, like, how you have Tomorrowland yeah, and yeah. Frontier. They are being built in one of the Disney parks as we speak. I want to go Star right Wars now. Land. I, I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Think of this thing as just a two and a half hour commercial to get you to go I, there I'm, to stay in the hotel. Take I'm my just, money. I know that. I know that they are trying to take my money, and I'm I'm just I want to send it to them in an envelope. That's like, right. <laughs> like that's how well this worked. I'm just like Disney. Where do I put my money? Here. Do you want their money? I'll get you their money too. Do you that's want right. her money? Like, oh, I we'll can hand it there. to you. Yeah, I'll bring my friends. That's all we have to do. I'm there. Yeah. Okay. So ah, oh, so much. Anyway. Uh. When it comes down to it, Infinity War, we liked it a whole lot. Oh my goodness! Like it, the, the cup raineth over. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, I, I don't think. Like I said, besides the caveat uh, that I mentioned earlier, just saying maybe you can't watch this without having watched the other ones. And a good film, I think, stands on its own. Mm-hmm. Besides that, like 
This film, considering how many like other films it has to touch, how many actors you have to juggle and how many expectations you have to meet, like I don't think they could have prepared a better film than mm-hmm. the one that was was displayed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I do have to throw this in. I was deeply delighted when I heard, because I know this song so well, I heard the first two or three beats of Rubber Band Man, and I was like, oh, they're coming. Because, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy has the best music. James Gunn has flavored oh. the Guardians of the Galaxy so much that, like, I mean, it's it's like it's their bat signal, except yeah. it's fantastic. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to say classical music, because that... I think that sends a different picture, but it's like just, it's just vintage, and you can like you can smell it when mm-hmm. you hear it. Like if that makes sense to you, yes. And I was just so happy. It's like, oh, Gamora knows the words, and then the other half of my brain's going, oh, she's not real. It's like, oh, shut up, she knows the words. The soundtracks to these films are almost as iconic as John mm-hmm. Williams' Superman score. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, where is Groot? Where's Groot? Yeah. Like, it, oh, is oh, let's about talk about up? Groot for just a second. Groot is now a teenager. They nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Because for the bulk of his scenes, he is this snobby teenager who only wants to look at his portable game machine thing. And it's awesome. And he changes Groot, I am Groot, into different inflections. Powerhouse acting. I would love to hear the translation. Like... On this, like Marvel wants to throw me like a little bit of like an egg on the the Blu-ray that I will pre-order as soon as they mm-hmm. will give me a link to it. Um, that or like when Doctor Strange like is sitting there saying, "I've looked into the future." I'm like, well, I want to see all of those futures, Marvel. Like, That's can right. You, can you can you tell me about? Can, are, can you have 14 million deleted scenes? Is that mm-hmm. too much? No, because I'll watch two it. Blu-rays. Blu-rays are big. I'll watch it. I'll watch yeah. all of it. So Groot. Just spectacularly done, and uh, the it's a joyous film, and I need to see it again because yes, well, first of all, I'm going to see it again, but second of all, some things were so funny to me. I know I missed the next joke. I but, probably laughed out another but, key plot point, another joke, or I, I've seen it twice, and I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. I know there are some people who only see movies once, and I'm just going to put it out there. I don't understand you. I mean, but, there, there are some films that like, I can I, I can know. experience. Like I watched, I don't know what was it. You've got Mail back in like 1998. You don't need to see I it again. I haven't felt the need to to revisit that. I don't need to see Deliverance again. I just no. don't. Like I, I'm not I'm not recognizing that it, that it's a poor film. It's That's not the reason film. why. I just but don't need to see it. I don't necessarily need to relive that experience. No, I do not. And like I said, that's not commenting on the quality of the film. It's. It's it's a it's a powerhouse Cannot film. Cannot be unseen. But I don't necessarily want my head to go back there. Yeah, again, it's, it's like shut shut that door. Anyway, we think that Infinity War is certainly worth your time, and we are going to talk about another movie next week. I don't know what it's going to be though. It's it's going to be something that you know what that's in the theater. How about that? Then narrow yes, it down for I you. can I can guarantee you yes. it will be those those things. It will be. A movie in the theater. So, thank you for hanging out with us. Adam Cravens. Jane Ellen on Movie Talk.